What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 43 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all the shows. We are back after about a month absence. I'm joined today by Craig Riley. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It was a, a very busy month that we both had. Uh, you know, new house on the horizon for you, bunch of traveling for me. So glad to be back. Plenty of things to catch up on. Yeah, definitely. We were actually together down in the great state of Florida to celebrate one of our listeners, uh, Dylan's birthday. So shout out to him. Absolutely. Hopefully he's listening. Um, and why we didn't do a, uh, a podcast in person together is beyond me. We, we, we messed that one up. So next time, we'll, for next time, we'll do it. I think the the whole your flight getting delayed for 12 hours kind of yeah, no, our the, mindset got a little the mechanical the mechanical failure of uh, of my flight did not uh, make for a great weekend, but it's okay. I made it. We had a good time, and uh, then I was you know off to Norway and England and all that, and you were busy with your house. So, but you know, good to be back doing sports, um, and uh, you know, plenty of stuff to discuss. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure you know we we kind of touched. We were getting out of the first round of the playoffs and NBA and NHL when we last talked um and you know obviously a lot's happened since then let's just start off with um the nba so obviously the heat uh the first eight seed to um are not maybe not the first eight seed they're the first playing team to make the nba finals i think one or two other eight seeds have made it but um definitely a big surprise there i mean they took down the celtics um in seven heartbreaking loss i think for the celtics to lose three home games in that series, just like the Bruins did um, in the first round. So just your thoughts on Miami. Um, Do you think that they have a chance here tied at one to take out um, the Nuggets in the finals? Yeah. I mean, I I, I think they do. Um, After game one, I was thinking that this was going to be a five game series and Miami's luck had run out. Uh, But then Miami came back and played a really good game too. I I would say that the Nuggets played a worst uh, game than the Heat played well, if that makes sense. Like, I think the Nuggets kind of just slack defensively. I think the Nuggets are still the favorite. I think they should win in six, but the Heat definitely have a chance. And it, what's coming down to for the Heat is that their role players have to hit shots. Where with the Nuggets, they have so many, like, really good players. They're always going to get points. But when the Heat have, you know, their, you know, after Bam and Butler, those guys hit shots, they usually win the game. Yeah, I agree. I think just like you said, I mean, game one, I definitely thought the I honestly thought the Nuggets might have had a chance to sweep. But then, you know, after game two, um, I thought the Miami definitely brought the physicality up a level. Um, <clears throat> and but I don't know, I, I, I think the Nuggets still have it. I think Vegas was high on them going into the game three tonight. They opened as only the Nuggets were only two and a half point favorites, which kind of tells me like Vegas. I think is hoping that a lot of people jump on Miami being at home to take the, the two and a half points, but the spreads now gone up to three and a half for Denver, which I think is a a lot of people are thinking that Denver is going to win this game tonight. Right. Um, I'm one of them. So I think the nuggets, I think, I mean, I think they have to win one of these two in Miami, but um, I definitely think they'll win tonight to one. I don't think Porter is going to have five points again. Like that was a really bad game from him. I mean, Jokic wasn't, 
you know, the best player in the league as he has been for the past three years. But I mean, you got to look at like Porter didn't have a good game. Gordon didn't really have a good game. Murray had a double double. He played okay. Uh, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think the Nuggets win this game as well. Um, what what sucks for the Heat is I think their best person on Jokic is Zeller, but you can't have him out there because he's such a liability on offense. Yeah, and I think he's honestly questionable going into tonight. Is, I'm not even yeah. sure if he's playing. Yeah, um, he is. I mean, but Bam is really struggling against Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected that. I think – I mean, yo, I was watching Jokic the other night. I don't know how they didn't give him the MVP. He's by far the best player in basketball still. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's the LeBron effect, right? You have the same year so many times in a row. They just start giving it to someone else, even though it probably should have just gone to the same person again. That happened to LeBron how many times probably in a span of 10 years, right? Right. Um, so which, which is fine. But the key, I think, for the Heat to win this game, obviously, you know, Gabe Vincent's playing really well. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But either Strauss or Robinson have to have to score. Probably both of them need to score um, <clears> because <throat> when they both get into double digits, I, the Heat have to be almost undefeated in the postseason. But when they are missing their threes, then they're they're literally up a creek without a paddle. Yeah, I agree completely. And I mean, it Duncan, I don't think he had a point going into the fourth quarter in game two, and then he rallied off like 10 straight to get Miami back in that game. And, I mean, it was obviously a huge spark for them. Um, I mean, he's a streaky shooter, same as Struess. I think Struess was, what, 0 of 9 from three in game one? Yeah. Came back, and I think he was like 4 of 10 in game two. But, I mean, honestly to me, like the bigger the biggest story is Caleb Martin. I mean, the guy had three points in game one and three points in game two, and he was averaging 20 points a game in the, in the Celtics series. Like, ha- I mean, does just, that just make you, like, sick as a Celtics fan that, like, he's basically the reason why we lost and he's doing nothing in the well, NBA Finals? I, yeah, well, 100% it does. <laughs> and I think what it proves, though, is that we just had the completely – the Celtics had the completely wrong roster out there to play against them. I mean, I was complaining to you while we were watching the games was that, you know, Horford, uh, in, especially in game seven specifically, they had Horford not go over the top on screen. They had him go under so he wouldn't get beat to the basket. The problem was is then you were giving open threes to Caleb Martin, Strews, Duncan Robinson, et cetera, and they were just hitting everything, right? Yeah. And the problem was, which I didn't understand, is why not just throw Grant Williams out there or, you know, the Time Lord Robert Williams or go super small and have them go over the top. But instead, they were honestly killing themselves having Horford go underneath. Smart would then come over and either someone would have an open shot. It was just bad coaching. So I give Caleb Martin credit that he played really well, but I think he played well because of the lack of coaching depth the Celtics had. Yeah, I I think that's a great point, and it it sounds like Boston's lost like three of their top assistants already. They're going um, to Houston for um, to join um, Udoka's staff over there. So, do you think that going forward, Missoula can get Boston kind of over the hump? I mean, they've shown they can get to the finals. I mean, obviously, you know, last year, but I mean, this was what Tatum's fourth or fifth Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. They just like can't, they just can't get over that. Like, 
Uh, um, I think he can, and I think a really good like person to look at, not that he's going to be this caliber of coach, but is Spolstra, right? Like when mm. you look at Spolstra, like he probably shouldn't have been coaching those LeBron, Wade, and Bosch teams right off the bat, but he did. He made countless mistakes in his first two or three years. They stuck with him, and now he's a, a really good coach in my opinion, right? But he was not mm. in the you know early 2010s. Um, so I think Missoula can get there. I think the problem is, is the same problem that you have with any young coach that you let try to win a trophy is that when you make a mistake, you probably should get blamed more than you do by getting fired, but they don't do that because you're a young coach. If we had an, a veteran coach and they did that, he would be gone. Yeah. Kind of like just kind of switching gears. I mean, like Doc Rivers out in Philly. So they hired Nick Nurse, which I did not like that signing at all for the Sixers. I think I don't think Nurse is that good of a coach. I think he got lucky in Toronto when Kawhi was there when they won it. Well, yeah, um, I agree. And I don't know. I mean, he he's coached them like decent. I feel like for like half the seasons he was in Toronto, but the, like the the other half was just it wasn't good. And I mean, this is a Sixers team. I mean, they're the reigning MVP. And this is a team that's probably got, I don't know, what, two, maybe three years left of really contending before they're done. So I think it's a ploy to get Kawhi. Oh, God. I think that it's a ploy to try to get Kawhi from the, you know, to, from the Clippers and, and put Kawhi with Embiid. Because nothing else really makes sense, right? Like, why would you get rid of Doc? Well, you get rid of Doc because Kawhi didn't like Doc. Right. And you bring in Nurse, who we all know Kawhi liked. And there's no way I think Kawhi wants to stay with the Clippers whenever he's basically been there long enough now. I think he knows nothing's going to happen, right? They might Mm -hmm. have a good roster every year, but they can't do anything with it. So I could absolutely see a salary dump of Harden somewhere and then them trading everything besides Embiid for Kawhi um, and then going with that. And honestly, Kawhi and Embiid, both healthy, would be very scary. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I would not want to see that. So that that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Because um, it's just the NBA, right? Like, I think yeah. the NBA, all these moves that people make, like, you know, even the, like, the Monty Williams move, right? Like, that's an interesting move because it's like, okay, well, like, he, you know, he did well with Phoenix. They obviously weren't happy with how it ended. Like, they get rid of him, bring in someone new. That's fine. So they bring in Vogel, who, like, Vogel is basically a one-stop shop to try to win the championship for two years then you fire him where monty is like i'm gonna build up a team so every coach has their thing nick nurse's thing basically is that he's the only one who's gotten Kawhi besides popovich to play at a level that can win a championship right it's kind of crazy you look at i mean all these top teams that fire coaches milwaukee philadelphia um like you just mentioned phoenix right like all these teams that are like right there and letting go of coaches. I don't know. It's kind of, but then again, like there's other coaches, you know, that hung on to jobs that probably shouldn't have. So I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting like off season, if you want to say for everyone, except Miami and um, Denver. Um, I do think that Mike Budenholzer firing was like the most harsh of them all. Like, I don't know how you blame a guy when Giannis was hurt for like basically the whole round. And also like, now the Heat earned the finals. Like, it, it's the same thing as, like, when people wanted to fire Montgomery from the Bruins, right, from losing to Florida. Now Florida's in the cup. Like, you have to, like, wait a little bit to see, like, okay, where's the dust settle? Like, obviously Miami just wasn't an eight seed. 
Right. I mean, Giannis, and just think about how good Milwaukee would have been this year, like you said, if they had been healthy. Giannis missed 19 games. Chris Middleton only played 33 games. Well, and and I think at this point you have to consider Chris Middleton a role player, not an all-star, just based on how much he's been injured and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think this is, it's a, the NBA is always interesting because so many things change. Like now it's going to look like San Antonio is the place to be because, you know, when Bayama is going there and Mm -hmm. the Grizzlies now look like a terrible destination because Jaws probably out of the league. And if you had said all that stuff last year, people would have laughed at you, right? It's just a right. very, it's weird. It's a very weird occurrence. What's the one, the one, or I guess the biggest change you think the Celtics need to make to compete for a championship next year? I think they have to get a real point guard. I think that the problem is, is I think Marcus Smart is a really good player, and I think that he would be phenomenal off the bench in that role of like being like a scorer off the bench, but also providing defense. But the problem is, is that because he wants to shoot as much as he, he does, he's not a facilitator first and Brown Mm -hmm. and Tatum aren't facilitators first. So you need a point guard. That's going to only be a facilitator. And the problem is, is we have three point guards and none of them do that. Right. Derek White's probably the closest to it. Right. But he's not really. And, We've talked about this at length, but Jalen Brown needs to stop trying to be a facilitator and a playmaker, and he needs to just be a spot-up shooter. Right. Um, so, eight, like – Eight turnovers. What do you have, eight turnovers yeah. in game seven? Like, the the biggest – yeah, which is crazy, right? Like, the biggest thing I could say is that, like, you need to bring in someone that is willing to literally just pass the ball because we don't need another all-star. We have two of them. We don't need another, you know, defensive shutdown guy. We have two of those in Robert Williams – Derek White and Marcus Martin. We have three of them. Mm-hmm. We need a guy who's going to be unselfish and doesn't care about his own stats. Right. I think, yeah, I definitely agree. I think point guard is huge. Um, I think, and you know, I, we kind of talked to like Tatum was trying to take on more of like a, he's going to be like the utility knife guy and he's going to, you know, try to get 10 assists a game or whatever. And that's not what they need out of him. I mean, yeah, some nights it's fine, but I mean, they need him to put his head down and just, like, have that, like, mentality of he's going to go get 35 on you. Like, we had we had talked, like, like RIP R. to Kobe, but, like, if Kobe Bryant was playing in the NBA playoffs and you threw out Max Struess and Caleb Martin and, and Jimmy yeah. – I mean, Jimmy Butler's an okay defender, but he's not great, and you put him on him, Kobe would laugh at them and drop 35 or 40 every single game. And right, Tatum just right. doesn't have that mindset. Yeah, he doesn't have that killer instinct to do that. He still wants to play a team basketball, which is fine. And I think that's one thing that Missoula is just lacking of getting out of him, which I think Yudoka did. Um, but you have to look at it this way, too. You know, we're harping on how bad the Celtics lost that one. Obviously, we're big Boston sports fans. We're going to do that. But if you said at the beginning of the year losing your coach the way they did and having just this random guy come in and coach, basically, who, like, had no experience and you yeah. lose in the conference finals, I don't think we're that upset. I think we're more upset that we lost to the Heat when we should have beat them. If we had lost to the Bucks in the conference finals, I don't think mm-hmm. we're upset at all, if that makes sense. No, I agree completely. I think – I think the Celtics definitely showed that they were the better team. Um, they just lacked. It was like one quarter in like most of all those games they lost. They just really screwed themselves. But um, just transition over to the Western Conference. So obviously, you know, the Nuggets are in the, the finals. Um, 
biggest story out west, um, I think, is you know what LeBron's kind of doing. I know there's been talks in over there in Dallas that they're trying to. Um, Kyrie's been trying to recruit him there, but it doesn't sound like um, the Mavs have enough to send back to the Lakers. So yeah, you getting any? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people there. here are talking about it. I think the the two things that uh, people are saying is that if Kyrie was able to get LeBron over here and it was LeBron, Luca, and Kyrie, I think everyone would be thrilled. I think what people are more scared of now is that it seems like Kyrie is trying to recruit players here, which seems to be that Kyrie's staying no matter what. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole vibe everyone's been getting, which is very concerning, I think, for people because with Luca not doing well this year in terms of like getting far what happens if they don't get far again like there's no doubt in anyone's mind here that luca would ask for a trade if 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 it came to that yeah i mean i i wouldn't blame him um and also like all right like let's just say they got lebron right in your opinion is luca Kyrie, and lebron like that good that they're gonna beat everyone like lebron's gonna be 39 Kyrie can't pass like doesn't like to pass the ball like he only wants to shoot and while luca is a great facilitator like you so you're just gonna like basically not have him score like there's just not enough shots to go around i think for those three i don't either i don't i mean i i we've talked about it Kyrie. i think is the problem i mean if you took him off and it was luca and lebron i think they could figure it out but I don't know. Right. Just throw Kyrie right. in there. It's a it's a whole nother issue. If you if you let's say you reverse this right and you traded Luca to LA and it was Luca, LeBron, Anthony Davis, I don't think there's a problem. I think the problem is Kyrie. That would be a stack. It would, stack yeah, for sure. But the problem is Kyrie because here's the deal, and this is the same problem that they had in Cleveland, which is why Kyrie hated didn't like playing with LeBron. It seemed in Cleveland is that LeBron wants to bring the ball up, Well, Kyrie wants to bring the ball up. And right. guess, guess who else wants to bring the ball up? Luca. So, like, you can't have all three of them bring the ball up. Like, it just doesn't work. And all three of them play a style that they don't pass the ball half the time when they bring the ball up. Right. It's why, you know, Cleveland won that series because Kyrie just turned into a spot-up shooter and was nailing everything. But he doesn't want to play that game. He wants to be the focal point, which is why I don't get why he even wants to be back with LeBron. But it's Kyrie, so who knows? Right. I don't either. I mean, honestly, I'm, it sounds more and more like Dame is leaving Portland. Um, I mean, obviously his preferred destination, he came out today and said it was Miami. And if you put Damian Lillard on Miami with Bam and Jimmy Butler, yeah, well, I, I think mean, that's watch out. an odd. I mean, it, it's not – and it's like you don't even have to worry about Jimmy Butler, I feel like, because he's just that kind of player that will like – he he can be the guy, but like I don't think he feels like he needs to be the guy. So like if Dame's gonna come there and score forty a game, and Butler's gonna just do his normal thing, I think he'd be completely fine with you that. You don't um you don't think Phoenix is gonna try to do a sign and trade with Aiton for Lillard? Um, that and that's why bad. they're waving Paul. Phoenix would have to give up a lot, I feel like, and they have nothing. Yeah, I mean, but you're, but I, I'm just saying, like, Aiton is probably the best that they would get in return from any team, from a, like a high quality player aspect. Like, who's Miami yeah. giving up? Duncan Robinson. I mean, they could give up like Vincent. I mean, they could give up their entire young. 
core. But you see what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. who knows what's going to happen there? I don't know. I I just find it very interesting that Dame requests, like, basically says, okay, I'm ready to move on. And then today comes out Phoenix is like, we're not going to re-sign Paul. Yeah, I mean, I think I could – I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, because like you said, I mean, I don't know who else is really out there that they could – Portland could do that with. But Portland's kind of in a shitty spot in my opinion because they have, what, the third pick in the draft. Right. Which and they're is, not – Which in this draft – Rebuild. Not, in, in this draft, honestly, like after one by Yama, I don't think it's that strong. I don't either. And it sounds like Brandon Miller is almost a lock to go two to the Hornets here. Um, from right. what everyone's saying. So, I mean, then you get Scoot, who's definitely got to be going off the board at three. So, maybe Portland does like to move Dame. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, definitely a, it's going to be an interesting offseason in the West, I think, because, I mean, Golden State sounds like they might get broken up. Um, you know, the like you mentioned, the Clippers, you know, who knows what they're going to do. Um Sacramento, I mean, they're if they keep that core together, they could be looking good for for a while. Um, and obviously, yeah, if, you know, if the, De'Aaron Fox like makes that next step up, I think mm-hmm. that they could really challenge. I think they just need someone to be able to be the superstar they need. They have five like really good starters, and they need someone to be the superstar. And I yeah. think it's for sure De'Aaron Fox, if I had to guess one. I agree with that. Also, I think the Thunder, I mean, they could, they had a really good year this year. They were, they missed, um, what the second overall pick in the draft or whatever Chet Holgram was. Yeah. So he'll be back. And then they still have a buttload of picks coming in. I'm sure they have a ton of money to spend as well. So the Thunder might be able to, um, make some noise in the West. So um, definitely be interesting. To keep my eye on that. Yeah, I think this NBA offseason, like most now, are going to be really fun to watch. And I think Kyrie is going to be the vocal point of a lot of it. Because I think if Kyrie does go somewhere else, he'll attract another big player to go with him. And if he signs with Dallas, you could see a lower level uh, big star sign with Dallas. But again, the problem is with Dallas is I think the issue is going to be Kyrie and Luka, as we saw. I don't think that's going to change anything. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, it'll be an exciting... um offseason it's it's short in the nba but um i think the draft is it's like less than two and a half weeks away so right when the finals ends the draft will be here but um but you mean the Wembayama draft just, yeah just, it just went everyone's gonna tune out after the first pick basically pretty much um golden knights are in the finals stanley cup against the florida panthers who uh, let me ask you this. Who's the bigger surprise in South Beach? The Panthers making it this far or the Miami Heat? I, I think it has to be the Panthers. Like, if you okay. think about it, like, Miami has made the Easter Conference Finals, what, four out of five years? Yeah. Mm. Like, the Panthers came in as the eight seed. They were playing the Bruins, you know, RIP to our, you know, best <laughs> NHL team of all time, um, which now, honestly, is looking like that we didn't even play bad in the series because we won three games against a team that, uh, you know, sh- swept the hurricanes and only lost one to Toronto. So now I'm thinking like, man, maybe we didn't even play that bad. But, right. Um, it has to be the Panthers. The problem the Panthers are having now is they've run into a hot goaltender in Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also 
the way that the Golden Knights play does not allow the Panthers to get away with all of their hits. Like all and they're and the refs are and you know are calling a lot more, I think. Like I mm-hmm. think they're like making it a little tighter. But for some reason the Panthers aren't playing the style, like they're not getting away with it as much. If they win tonight, I think they're back in the series. Obviously, if they lose, they're down 3-0, and it's probably over. But if they win tonight, I still like the Panthers to maybe come back and win this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, think, sorry. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I think in Florida's biggest thing, like their calling card, I feel like they've done a great job killing penalties all postseason, and they're really not doing that great of a job with it against Vegas. Um, so I think they got to get back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is a team that I, I thought the Bruins were definitely going to be in, you know, like you said, I mean, they blew through Toronto, they blew through Carolina. Um, they're running into some, some problems here, but I mean, the series isn't over. Um, they were down three, one to the Bruins and fought back and, and won it. So I won't count them out yet. Um, but I mean, if if Cassidy wins this Stanley Cup, is this just like the biggest middle finger to the Bruins organization? I mean, it is for sure. But I, I read a good article the other day, um, and it basically was saying that um, the Cassidy firing can be both the right call. And it can be that Cassidy is still a good coach. And I think that's valid here, right? I think that Cassidy just wasn't fitting what the Bruins wanted to do anymore. Like the players weren't responding to him. There was numerous reports that him and Bergeron had gotten into it in the locker room. It was definitely time for him to leave. But regardless of that fact, there's no doubt Cassidy is a good coach. So I think him going to the Knights just proves that he's a good coach. And he's just, you know, probably, you know, a little chip on his shoulder. So I think it both can be true, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, it was – the team he had in Boston, it just wasn't they, – they just weren't getting over the hump. And But, I mean, now the more I look at it, it's like was is the core that the Bruins have just not – are they the problem? Are they not good enough to get through the playoffs? Because, I mean, that like you said, it was the greatest regular season team the NHL's ever seen – and they lost in the first round. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help that it looks like Olmark like pulled his hip or something like that. I, I think it was one of those things where in typical mm. sports fashion, the Bruins never had a bad 10-game stretch. And we honestly needed to have one to fight through adversity, and we never did. Um, yeah. And I think the one thing Cassidy is really good at in the postseason is that Cassidy is really good about playing a team for the first time and i say that because like when he was with the bruins he made it all the way to the finals the first time he coached them in the in the playoffs i think that he's not as good of a game changer or game manager as like he thinks he is but i think Mm -hmm. when he plays a team for the first time he comes up with really good tactics to go at them and they you know normally i think he has a pretty good percentage when playing a team for the first time in the playoffs yeah that makes sense and i mean like you said it helps have a hot goalie which he definitely has, which the Bruins haven't right had now. in a postseason since Tim Thomas. Right. Um, I mean, it's crazy in the NHL how much it comes down to goalie. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Has but, to be I mean, the that's... only sport, right? Like besides quarterback, how important that position is. Like goalie in the, and in hockey the postseason. And, yeah, yeah. It's I just mean, crazy. It, it's just you know it, that's how you win or lose games, regard almost regardless of whatever else happens. 
you th- do you think the Bruins are going to keep do their best to keep the team together, or do you think they're pretty much screwed with I, like money? I think they're screwed with money, but I also think they're going to try to keep the team together for one more run if Krejci and Bergeron are coming back. If Krejci and Bergeron come back, I think that they try to salvage it for one more year. Um, and I, but I do think that if they did that, either Hall or Bertuzzi are gone. I know Bertuzzi's a free agent, but I know they've been talking to him about coming back. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they can afford both of them. Um, so they'd have to make a decision there. If Krejci and Bergeron do not come back, I think what we'll see is them basically be like, okay, let's get all the young guys in for this next season and let's make a run the following season. And you'll have like a two or three year run with just Marshan and Pasternak, which like is fine. Like I think Marshan and I think Marshan has a good two or three more, you know, really successful years left. And I think, you know, obviously Pasta's our vocal point of our entire team. Right. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I think for next year, it comes down to Bergeron and Krejci on what we do. Have you heard that rumor that the dude that they're trying to trade on, like, was it the Oilers that they're trying to get? Hopkins, Nugent Hopkins or oh, whatever? Oh, yeah, Ryan Nugent. Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, I mean. I you... mean, but it, it's a good, but there's no difference in Nugent Hopkins to me than Taylor Hall or Bertuzzi because, or DeBrusque. Like, they're all kind of the same player. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you could do it, but you, the idea would probably be that you give, you win the salary cap on that like you get Nugent Hopkins but trade away two salary cap people the problem is now is we've paid a bunch of defensemen like a lot of money which is fine but we can't afford everyone so they got to make a decision I also wouldn't be surprised if they ship Olmark somewhere and go with Swayman and we have another rookie um coming in because what the one thing I will say is I think while Olmark should win the Vesna because of his record. I think it's proven that if Swayman was also a top five goalie, which he was, how much mm-hmm. was it Olmark and how much was it the team? Right. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Olmark kind of came out of nowhere. Right. So, I but it know. looks like yeah. they re signed Frederick, which I love. I, I'm a big Trent Frederick fan. Um, but I think they got to figure out, they got to fine tune what they're going to do. Uh, and I think, you know, you can look at the Panthers last year as a way to, you know, okay, how do we revamp after not, you know, after winning the president's trophy, but not getting far in the postseason? And I think the way to do that is you have to play a certain style of hockey that we weren't willing to play. No, definitely. And it's kind of weird because I'm pretty sure like a couple of years ago when Tampa, they got knocked out in the first round by, um, uh, by Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, and it, was also, and, it was also Bobrovsky. Right, and then they went and won the Cup the next year, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. it's kind of like a curse, it seems. Like you win, like you get the most points, and then you know you get knocked out in the first round, and then you come back the next year and you win the Cup. So, hey, if we can win the Cup next year, I'll I'll take the, the loss yeah. this year. Yeah, and, you know, from uh, just from the Dallas perspective, you know, the Stars had a pretty good run. They had a bad uh, series against the Knights, but there were a few, you know, they were probably game, a game two away from making that a real series. So I think the Stars have a pretty bright future ahead on, on this side of it as well. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. I was pretty high on them um, going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I like um, Jason Robertson a lot. Um, yeah, and Rope Hens completely went off the entire time. So um, they got a good yeah. goalie in Ottinger. So the NHL has had an, a very interesting um, postseason. I don't think this, you know, 
I'm more bitter. I think I said this to you. I'm more bitter that the Bruins and Celtics both didn't make it. So it's been hard for me to watch all the games like as closely as I should be. I, I have been watching just not as, you know, like intently as I probably mm-hmm. should. But I think it's been a, a fun postseason for both sports. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw something the other day, like the Stanley Cup um, has like the two two least like bet on teams um, like to face off against each other. Like, I think, like, the Bruins are obviously the most bet on going into the playoffs, and then, like, it trickled down. I think, like, Edmonton and Colorado were, like, second and third. But um, Florida and Vegas had, like, the fewest, like, people to pick them to win. Which, I mean, obviously, Florida doesn't surprise me, but, I mean, Vegas was the number one seed in the West, so it's a little shocking there. But um, Yeah, it could be something that a lot of the locals don't like betting on their own team. True. Um I mean, I know so, I don't like betting on my own teams because then I get doubly mad. Yeah, for sure. So, who do you uh, see winning Stanley uh, Cup? I'm going to go with Vegas based on how the last two games have gone, but it would not shock me if Florida can come back and win it. Um, but I, I think Vegas is going to do it because it is just instant karma that we fired Cassidy and he goes and wins a cup is basically what my thought is. Vegas in five? I think Vegas in six. I think Florida's okay. going to – win tomorrow night, then Vegas will win, then Florida, then Vegas. I think Vegas will win it in in Florida. Um, and then tonight for the NBA, um, I think the Nuggets are going to win. I think the Nuggets blow them out tonight, honestly. Yeah, I I think so. I think Denver is definitely the better team. I think Denver will win the series. Um, at this point, I'm going to say seven just because winning in Miami is really hard. So if they can split – um, I don't know if they can win another one in Miami. So I'll say Denver in seven and I'll say Florida in seven as well. Um, the team of destiny, huh? In Florida? I, I, I don't think the Panthers are dead yet. I think they're, I think they're going to prove, prove the golden Knights wrong, um, going forward. But, um, obviously they got to win tomorrow. If they lose game three, I think For sure. For they sure. might get swept. So, um, all right, so transition over the NFL. I know when we last um, recorded, we were the draft had just finished. We kind of talked about a lot of that. Um, OTAs have started now, and Max some players Jones have, got like a seventy-four in the Madden rating. Is that was it that bad? Yeah, it was a seventy-four. Pretty, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. That's, that's got to be the worst starter, I would think, in the game. He's probably worse than like some rookies. Oh, I don't know about that. Some, I bet you Jimmy G is pretty low. Yeah. Where do you think is uh, Bryce Young and Stroud on there? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 can, I can research it real quick. But I, I just saw that the Patriots had uh, – like Ray, uh, Ramondre was like an 86. Um, Judon was a 92. Um, Christian mm-hmm. Gonzalez was a 77, which is pretty high for a rookie. Um, but, yeah, and then it was like <laughs> – it was like max like a 24 or something like that. I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's a little bit disrespectful. I think that's not great, but no, but um, the, the Patriots are never fun to use in Madden. No, as, no. as we know. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I don't know if we tied to this last time, but you know, Lamar, Lamar signed, obviously Jalen Hurts signed Rogers is finally in um, New York, New York. So there's that. And Hopkins was released. 
So that's probably like the biggest storyline right now. It's not getting a ton of buzz, which kind of makes me think like people might think Hopkins is like done, but I feel like we haven't seen him really like a full healthy season. Right. In, in a, a while. while. Yeah. So he was in Tennessee today or he is going to Tennessee, which yeah. makes sense because him and Vrabel have a connection. Um, there's no way he goes to Tennessee. I don't see that would make no sense to me because they have no one to throw him the ball. Right. I think that the top three teams that he's going to go to is the chiefs. Number one, because it makes all the sense in the world to just go play with with Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I think the bills have to be up there because they seem to sign every single veteran free agent these days. And as crazy as it sounds, I think the Patriots are in the running. I know he's not a huge bill O'Brien fan, but they have, a history that was very successful and I know him and Belichick like each other. So I'm not yep. ruling him out to new England. I think it's actually a, a, a decently viable option. I think it's an option. I, if I had to bet, I think he's going to go to Cleveland, um, get reunited with Watson. And I know Cleveland has, they have the money unlike a lot of these other teams, the Patriots have the money, but like, I know like Kansas city and Buffalo don't. So if he goes to either one of them, he's basically just ring chasing, which he might be doing anyways, but um, I think he might try to ring chase and still get paid. So, because I mean, he's only like 30. I think, I think. Yeah. If he goes to Cleveland, right? So then you're saying that he's on the outside with Amari and Donovan Peoples Jones is the third receiver, which is obviously like a really good like core, right? And but Elijah Moore. And Elijah Moore. True. But is is that really enough to get them over the top? Like if I'm Hopkins, right? I think, I think he's 31 could be off a year, but I Mm -hmm. think, I think he's 31. You gotta be thinking ring, right? Yeah. But I mean, Cleveland also will have a full year of Deshaun Watson, which we haven't seen what that can be like. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Cleveland's got a ton of talent. Um, their defense is pretty solid. So, it, I mean, a Miles Garrett might be second best defensive player in the league or first, arguably. I mean, it's what him or Micah Parsons probably at this point. Yeah, Donald went healthy. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think Cleveland's an interesting choice just because he's got the history with <clears throat> Deshaun. Um, but again, I mean, I like what you said. I think Kansas City and Buffalo definitely have to be one and two. I don't, again, I don't know what Buffalo has left to spend because they just signed Leonard Floyd as well yesterday. I yeah, believe. which I, I, I don't really, I mean, Buffalo is in such a weird predicament right now because Buffalo is half is in win now mode because they literally have to be like with the roster they have. But I don't think they're, they're addressing the actual, con, the actual issue why they're losing in the postseason. The reason they're losing is because you can't have 90% of your offense go through one player. Like when right. the the reason the Chiefs can do it with Mahomes and like is because Mahomes just throws the ball, but they also are successful with the run and with the screen game and et cetera. And Allen runs more than I don't know. I they gotta address the fact that if you shut down Josh Allen, then you lose if you're Buffalo. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. if you you know, the Chiefs won a game without Mahomes in the postseason. Yep. For all intents and purposes, right? Against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I think the Hopkins sweepstakes will be really interesting. I was even shocked he, he even is going to Tennessee to visit, but maybe it's just a favorite of Rabel. I, I don't really know. Um, 
It's got to be out of it's got to be out of respect for Vrabel. I mean, why would he want to go play there? Right. And I was gonna I was gonna ask you your opinion, but all these reports out of New York seem to say Rodgers is back. What 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 are you thinking? I don't think so. I I I mean, I don't see how everyone is so high on this Jets team either. I know we talked about it. Like he couldn't get the Packers in the playoffs, which was a much worse division than what he's in. I mean, you got to look at the AFC East. You've got Miami made the playoffs last year. You've got the bills who've been at the top of the AFC East for like three or four years in a row. Now they're going to be a favorite again. I mean, not like the Patriots aren't going to be like a major threat, but the Patriots own the jets always have owned the jets. I mean, so like, I don't know. I did, I'm not sold on the jets at all. And I think, like I said, I thought the Packers roster was better than what the jets have um, currently. Uh, so I would I say a, rec- a receiver. I think he has a lot better options. I mean, Garrett Wilson is that they obviously have Lazard, right? So it's hard because Lazard was his number one last year, but he's his number two this year. Mm. Wilson is a far better version of Lazard. Like I think Wilson Nike has the capability of being yeah. really good. The mm-hmm. the keys to me for this Jets team is just gonna end up being Breesy Hall and McCole Hardman. If Hardman can be an actually good slot receiver, which he hasn't proven to date that he can do that on a consistent basis, that completely changes how I look at the Jets. But really the key is Breezy Hall. Rodgers is always way more successful with a running game. When he doesn't have a running game, he's awful. Well, yeah, I mean if they if Breezy Hall's not in, who do they who's the running back? Michael Carter. Which he's yeah. not right. great. I mean, the other thing is, you know, I know Rob Salah is all saying that it's going to happen, but they still have to sign Quinnen Williams. And if they don't, that's a huge loss because he's mm-hmm. an absolute force in the middle. Um, yeah. I mean, you can have Sauce Gardner all you want, but you got to have someone to get some pressure on on people. But I don't know. The Jets are interesting. I just thought I'd give you a little slack because people have been saying that all week. So um, that Rodgers is back. But the AFC East is completely stacked. I think the Dolphins are exactly where they want to be too, not being talked about at all, and probably with the yep. best overall roster out of any of the four teams. Yeah, I mean, if you got to think, if two is healthy, the Dolphins are going to be pretty good. Well, but... just look at their position players: Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, Cedric Wilson. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, and then I mean, defensively, I feel like they did a lot. They obviously added Ramsey, and and they still have Xavier Howard. Like they have Bradley Chubb. I mean. I don't know. That team's gonna be very hard to beat. I think. Yeah, they're they're gonna be really tough, and I think the like I said, the AFCs. I mean, we were talking about baseball before this. I mean, the AL East is the best, you know, division in baseball. The AFC East could be the best division in in football this year if the Patriots. I mean, you look at it last year, eight and nine. I mean, lost so many games they should have won. I mean, obviously the Vegas game. Um, just sticks out, but I mean, other games that they easily could have won that they lost with no offense at all. Right. So you're adding O'Brien, who has, by the sounds of it, taken like full command of the offense and OTAs. Bill shouldn't even be allowed in the meeting room. He's, I guess, he's been barking at people, which, I mean, 
I didn't love it when he was with Brady in New England because, like, we were always, like, big Brady guys and we thought Brady should have been calling the offense and, you know, the no huddle, which – but I think the Patriots offense is at the point right now that they need structure and they need somebody to, right. like, be down their throats 24-7. So I like that a lot. Um, do you, do so you uh, yeah, just a quick change. Do you think Lamar has sent a, uh, a gift basket to Jalen Hurts for getting a deal done for both Hurts and for him? Because he's got to. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly don't believe a deal gets done until Hurts' deal gets done. It's mm-hmm. too much of a coincidence, right? Yeah. You, I mean, I know we talked about this too, but I mean, now, like, just looking at the other quarterback in that division, I mean, how much money is Joe Burrow going to command? Next, oh, I mean, next he's, off season. he's about to beat all of them. I mean, it's the typical QB market, right? It's whenever you're yeah. up, you're now the highest paid. Goff was that, which is like obviously is like a laughable thing now. But mm-hmm. like Stafford did it. They all did it, right? The thing about this Ravens team that's really interesting to me is that if Zay Flowers can actually be a legit like target for him, they have a pretty good receiving core for like the first time ever in Lamar's like history of being on the team. And Bateman... Beckham, Zay Flowers, and Duvernay and Aguilar and Prochet. Like, that's a pretty good six. And not even, yeah. that's not even including Mark Andrews, right? The problem that they're going to have is the same issue they've had the past two seasons is that if Dobbins and Edwards don't stay healthy, they have no one in the backfield. Right. And I was just going to touch on that. I was just saying if, if Dobbins can stay healthy this year, I think he could have a monster, a monster year because there's no one – besides Edwards, to take touches away from him back there for, like, the first time in a long time. Well, and last year he averaged 5.7 yards a carry. Dobbins did. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy, right? Um, But you you had mentioned Lamar. I'm I'm not positive we had hit on that last time. But I think that was a good deal for both Lamar and the Ravens. I just laugh at the whole, like, they were so far apart, and then Hurts gets a deal done, and, like, two days later he gets $5 more than Hurts. It's, you know, typical – you know, oh, right. now we have a framework for a deal. Let's just get something done. Are you jumping off the Chiefs this year with all that they've lost in free agency, or you still think no, they're I'm still, I'm the still team to beat? I'm still I, I, I think that until Patrick Mahomes goes down, it's the Brady effect, unfortunately. I think I mean, how it, good how good is has he been? It's unbelievable. I mean, they, he loses. The thing is, is like, I know you're, or maybe you're not anymore, but you were a big Mahomes hater. I think you are like, in theory, you're a big Mahomes hater, but you mm. obviously know how good he is. If that, if yeah. that's a fair statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he loses Tyree kill. <laughs> and then he goes out, goes for 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks. Yeah. Which you you as his number one. Obviously Kelsey's his number one, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that, him having Kadarius Tony for a full off season is really scary. Um, I think Pacheco's only going to get better based on how he runs. I know they've lost a lot of pieces, but as long as they have Mahomes, I think they're the team to beat. And I think until Buffalo proves they can get to a Super Bowl, I think that Josh Allen's the new Philip Rivers. I like that comparison a lot. I mean, makes plenty of sense. Like I, I the Bills haven't. They've what only the Bill, worse. What have the Bills done? Like right, they haven't they done anything. And it's it's got it like do you think the Bengals get a little annoyed that like when people talk about the AFC, they're like, Oh, the Chiefs and and the Bills. And it's like the Bengals are the ones that have been to the Super Bowl. They're the ones that have been in back to back AFC championship games. The Bills have like declined 
since they were in the AFC Championship I, game. I think they would be annoyed if it if Burrow was different, but Burrow seems like a pretty mellow dude, so I, I think he likes it like that. I think yeah. he likes not being the center of the attention of the NFL. Um, but you're mm-hmm. looking at the AFC, right? The AFC East is stacked. The AFC West is stacked, especially if Peyton can get the Broncos off the ground. The AFC North could be really good this year, it's, you know, if Watson plays well and if Kenny Pickett learns how to throw the ball over 200 yards, stuff like that, right? But, yeah. like, the Bengals and Ravens will be really good. The South is a train wreck. I don't know what's going to happen in the South. But, like, that's three divisions there where I would say those 12 teams are all legit contenders to, like, get to the postseason, which is crazy mm-hmm. when you think about it. Yeah. No, I And the I whole agree. AFC South, none of them should be contenders, but someone has to get get in so well i mean yeah when you look at the west i mean obviously the chiefs chargers like the chiefs will be good the chargers will be about what they've been but i mean vegas and denver you got to think they're going to finish way higher than what they did last year well if if garoppolo's healthy i can't see why they wouldn't they picked up jacoby they have austin hooper they have garoppolo josh jacobs coming off a career year they have a good their defense is only improved now and now you know, the Broncos have a real coach and they made Russell, you know, get out of his like office or whatever he had in the second floor. So, and they're getting Javante Williams back. They didn't trade anyone. I think Marvin Mims was a really good pickup for them. Um, they got P-, P Ryan, I think was the guy we were, I was trying to think of. I remember yeah. on that last show. I'm pretty sure that's who they picked up. Well, and getting rid of Melvin Gordon is an addition by subtraction. Um, but I'm you know, yeah. just looking at the offseason and kind of looking, you know, it's funny because you look at the NFC East, all pretty good teams. I think any one of them could make the playoffs. The NFC North is basically a train wreck minus the Vikings. The NFC South is the biggest train wreck over the AFC South. Don't know what's going on in that division. And the NFC West could be good again. Like all four of those teams have like, legit rosters but it's just interesting how much better i think the afc is than the nfc still yeah i agree 100 percent. in fun fact nfc south and afc south play against each other this year so i mean like you <laughs> you just for fun rank those eight teams for me real quick i mean you gotta put jacksonville's gotta be at one right tennessee at two okay Jesus. Um, New Orleans and Carr at three. I think that I honestly think the Panthers are better than New Orleans. All right, but so, I'll do so Carolina Car- three, New Orleans four. Right. And then Tampa five. <laughs> just because they're raw. I mean, they're probably, at, probably Atlanta six because of all the yeah. defensive additions and then the Colts and the Texans. Yeah, for sure. That's terrible. It's going to be, I mean, it's bad and. Just a fun fact, I was looking at fantasy real quick today um, for one of my leagues, and B. John Robinson is the fifth overall-ranked player on the board right now. Well, I, I, I know you're always huge on rookie running backs. You always like. I think it's like I, you gave me a stat once, but I think it's like every year for the past 10 years, a rookie's finished top 10, right, in fantasy points or something like that. Yeah, I'll have to check and see if one did this past year. But, yeah, it was it's, for it's a while. Yeah, so like – I mean, Bijan is clearly that, right? I mean, there's just no other way around it. Like, Bijan is going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, um, Kenneth Walker was probably in top 10. Right? Oh, yeah. He was a beast. E- easily. Yeah. So, like, um, but, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's super interesting, right? Like, I think um, 
Yes. I don't know. The NFL season is going to be awesome. I think that we're winding down on the NBA and the NHL. And then now we're in the summer months, which is going to be a little barren, I think. I'll have to start talking about some golf. Wow. Big, big news out of that would, you know, live. I know. What uh, is that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I think it's crazy that they, that they did that after all the like hoopla of like, oh, all these people are the worst and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, crazy to me, but they did it. Um, you think, you think Tiger regrets turning 800 million down? Yeah, I think they all do. I mean, that's crazy. Um, based on fantasy pros, there was not, Kenneth Walker was 15th. And what really? Yeah, ETNE, which is basically a rookie because he was out his whole first year, was 16th. Um, everyone else was not a rookie. It doesn't, Damn. It doesn't look and like. Is that PPR? Uh, looks like it's standard. Let me change it to PPR. Let's see what happens. All right, PPR still not in. Damn, that's not good for the the rookies. No, somehow in PPR, Leonard Fournette was still high. I'm not really positive how that's possible, but. I guess he did catch a lot. Yeah, he would have his moments. Yeah. I think he's a free agent still, is he not? Yeah, he is. I don't think anyone wants him. Oh, I guess I mean I guess he didn't do that bad this. I mean he had a again, he had seventy three uh catches. So that's uh that's pretty good. Um but yeah, the live golf thing is crazy. I mean, basically it seems that, you know, after all this stuff of like, oh, they're just paying players, no one wants to work with the Saudis, blah 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 blah. They PGA decided they were going to take a payday and get more investors. And the only person who should feel really scammed here is Tiger and Rory. Uh, Tiger for turning down all that money and Rory basically for being, as he quoted, a sacrificial lamb in the war against LIV. And now what he's supposed to just open those guys back up with open arms. Right. Crazy. I hope he gets paid under the table for all the slack he was giving them and basically created this deal where all these guys are going to make millions of dollars because of this i just have no idea like because they just signed with um the cw right the live golf or what is it live live what is it yeah i don't know i I, i've heard it both ways that massive contract wasn't like 400 million dollars for like one year or something yeah, what they'll do is they'll just split up. They'll just split up the rights now, right? So the, the CW will get some majors. They'll probably send. They'll probably send like the first few rounds of one of the majors over to them or something like that. They'll figure it out. The CW will get their money's worth out of it. They're probably pumped because now they get PGA as well. Yeah, that that's true. Um, one other thing before we go that I, w- I wanted to get your opinion on. So, um, did you hear that Peacock is getting a home? Um, or they're getting a one of the playoff games this year uh, I, in the I, wild card round. I did. I think that it's hilarious, and I think it's it's not shocking. I I was about to say terrible for the game, but it's really not. And the reason I say that is because it it just is what it is. Like I don't think it's right, but you know, living in Dallas, I think I've told you this off air, but on air I'll say it. You can't watch Stars, Rangers, or um, Mavericks games without having AT and T Direct TV. You cannot watch them on YouTube TV. You can't watch them on other cable. You have to have AT&T. So that's just the way that things are going these days, right? Is that you have mm-hmm. to pay to watch this content. For me, as an avid you know, soccer enthusiast of the EPL, like I have Peacock, so it's not a big deal. But I, I do think it's a completely ridiculous practice that 
they're putting a game where it's not going to air like on national television. But I'm not shocked by it. Crazy. $110 million to air one game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's insane. But, I mean, look at the NFL. They they suspended Jameson Williams six games for making a college football bet from a hotel room. Right. Well, it wasn't even in the facility like they originally claimed. It was in a hotel room on a college game. I actually think that he should sue the league. I, I think it, it's crazy. I can't believe that the, he's get he's suspended for that long. I was actually – I've been re-watching The Last Dance in – like the episode I was watching last night, it was like all about like when Jordan was being like accused of like of all the gambling and like he went like to Atlantic City after one of the finals games or whatever. And it's like if a player did that, like in today's like NBA or NFL, they would be probably suspended for an entire season. Right. What's crazy to me about the Jamison thing is that like if he was at home, he could have done it. Right. Why does it matter if he's at a hotel? I mean, I don't, first off, I don't even get it why it matters if he was even at the facility. But why does it matter if he's at a hotel? Like, what? what's the difference? I, I mean, I, it, it just it, makes no sense. Like, it's the same thing. I don't know. I, mean, I don't get it. I'll never get it. I think that the Lions are really hard done, and I think it's going to cost them a playoff spot this season. I really do. Because without him, their receiving core looks awful, except for Amon. But with him... You know, it looks pretty good. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's just crazy to me um, that that's happening. Um, and I mean, that yeah, yeah it know. is a huge loss. I mean, they'd be technically getting like a fir- an, an additional first rounder. The guy barely played last year. Yeah, and then so. the only other big news in the sports world, uh, which we never cover, soccer, Messi joining the MLS. So that should be yep. uh, should generate a lot of buzz. I don't think it's as big of a deal as people will make it out to be, but it's awesome for the for the MLS. Yeah, I saw the – I'm pretty sure Charlotte um, Football Club hosts um, Miami to end the season, and they're talking about opening up the upper they, – they don't open, like, the upper bowl for the soccer games, so they're going to open up all the seating to sell. So it will be at full capacity, um, which would be pretty wild. So I think that game's, like, in October, but um, – yeah, that's definitely exciting. I mean, how old's Messi? He's gotta be what in his forties. Yeah, I mean, but I just listened to this quote. He says, "After winning the World Cup and not being able to return to Barcelona, it was my turn to go to the League of the United States to live football in another way and enjoy day to day more. Obviously, with the same responsibility and desire to play. I mean, that's what kind of what I was, you know, I've said to people like offline and stuff like that. Is that like it's great for the sport and he's gonna sell tickets." But they all just treat this as a holiday. So, like, people shouldn't look at it that, like, oh, man, the MLS is getting messy. The MLS is getting messy who's ready to take a vacation and basically just play soccer on the side. And he's going to be in Miami, so. Right. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying yes. to, like, discount that. It's a great move for the MLS. They'll sell, they'll sell a lot of tickets. But mm-hmm. until they get someone to come over in their prime, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But, I mean, I, I'll probably never watch an MLS game in my life. So yeah, unless we go to one. Going to, to an MLS it, game is fun. I yeah, I have heard that. I I should probably try to go to a Charlotte game, but yeah, maybe if they they do they play the Revolution, they play Pro- every team. Probably. Could you name a player on either team? 
No. <laughs> I couldn't either, and I'm a soccer fan, so don't feel bad. I can I name like, the whole EPL uh, rosters, but I can't name any of that. But, no, I don't know. Just an interesting little tidbit. Um, but, you know, going forward, we'll, it will be a lot of NFL talk, a lot of rumor talk. You know, we might have to start our, uh, you know, looking at the teams early so we do a fantasy thing for everyone. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to predict our division winners again and get into all that. So yeah, be, be really of, wrong like last time. I think you had a me and you both had Denver winning. Uh yeah, the Denver versus Minnesota in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. That <laughs> didn't turn out great. <laughs> but well, yeah, definitely have to do better this year, but um anything else before we go? No, no, it's just good to be back on. We'll, you know, try to get back on more you know once a week like we normally do so for uh for everyone out there yep definitely well as always the music credit goes out to acdc and we'll catch you guys next time